This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. Ministering is the servant of God, the senior pastor of Metamorphosis Christian Center, Pastor Fumi Ashaolu. Remain blessed as you listen. If you are doing it for the Lord, rise on your feet and let's do it well. To the Lord of Lords, to the King of Kings, to the lover of our souls. Father, we give you glory, we give you praise this morning. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for bringing us this far. We celebrate you this morning, our Father. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for all these testimonies, beautiful testimonies that show that you are a great God, a great God that has great love for his own people. We thank you, our Father. We appreciate you for how far you have led us. Thank you for leading us right from January up until here. Thank you because we have not been the same. You have transformed us. You have changed us. And you are not even about stopping. You are still pushing and pressing. You are still asking us to come up either. Because you have so much blessings. You have so much beauty that you want to put upon us and put into our lives. Father, we celebrate you this morning. We give you praise, our God. We ask that you receive all our worship in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we bow our hearts to you this morning. Let the entrance of your word bring light. Let it bring illumination. Let it bring understanding. Let liberty come, O oh God. Let eyes be opened. Let hearts be opened. Let impossibilities give way in the name of Jesus. Lord, give visions to our hearts this morning. Help us to see ourselves in different scenarios, different things that you want us to take in, that you want to take us into. Help us to see, O oh God. I ask for everyone that has eyes in this place, everyone that is here that beyond our physical eyes as you begin to speak to us this morning we will see ourselves the way you see us in the name of jesus that limitations will give way in the name of jesus everything that we have put in our on our path to debar us from going forward that lord these chains will fall off in the name of jesus and lord we can move forward we will move forward in the name of jesus thank you our god we bless your name because you are here thank you because the holy spirit is here we ask that you have the total control even from now lord for we prayed in the name of jesus amen and amen god bless you please have your seats um i want you to open very quickly to colossians 4 verse 12 we're looking at maximizing your potential and i want to say this morning I want to say a very big thank you to a special set of people in-house this morning. People that, you know, when, I'm sure some of you have seen it on the, um, on the platform. When the Lord called Moses, he didn't call him alone. Amen. He raised people alongside with him to be able to do the work that God has given to him. Thank God that he has not left us to be by ourselves. It's a bad thing to be by yourself. Say it's a bad thing to be by yourself. Even after God made man, he looked, everything he created, light, plants, animals, everything. He kept saying it was good, it was good. But when he got to man, after a while, of course, he said it was good. But he came back to him and looked and said, it is not good that this man should be a Who will help him? How will he accomplish things that I've asked him to do all by himself? And the Lord raised a woman to be a help for that man. And so the Lord also gave the vision for this house some years back, gave the vision to Pastor Richard, amen, 
And um, thank God he's not here, but the work is going on. It is going on because the Lord has raised alongside dedicated, committed sets of people. People that love God, people that are truthful, and they are pressing more and more into God. And we just want to celebrate them this morning. I want you to, if you are a, um, if you are a workforce member, I want you to stand up. We're going to just celebrate. You just stand. We want to appreciate you. Today is International Volunteers Day, and we just want to appreciate everyone that has been volunteering. Everyone. Why some of us are sitting down? Diana Hevelin, are you not? Um, okay. Now we have to do. We have to have some discussions after now because I can see Sister Goodness, for instance. So you are going to talk to me after now. But what else to appreciate ourselves? Let's put our hands together. We want to let you know from the depths of our hearts, the pastorate really do appreciate you. We thank you for the labor that you put in week after week, volunteering your time, volunteering your resources, money that you would have probably used to make food for yourself. You keep fueling your cars or paying your transport bills and coming here every Saturday for kings and priests. We celebrate you and we just want to say the Lord also appreciates what you are doing. We thank you for all that you are giving the editorial team, the children's church, the prayer team, the sanitation, the welfare, ushering team. Who am I leaving out? Me. Yeah. Oh, they will just take the mic off now, then I'll remember them. God bless you so much for all that you do. Amen. We want to say to you that you will not lose your reward in Jesus' name. And so, Father, I, I pray for your people. I put your name intentionally upon them afresh this morning. I ask Almighty God, your word says we should give and it will be given back to us. Lord, I pray for them. Good measure, press down, shaking together, running over. Will you cause men to give to them in the name of Jesus? Where they have given monies, where they have given time, where they have given their expertise, where they have given their energies. Lord, I pray that you will replenish them in money. You will replenish them in good health and in vitality. You will replenish them in pleasant and beautiful ideas. You will replenish them with good health. You will replenish them with joy, with peace all around in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask that they are profiting we are here to all. People will see them and know that they belong to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, awesome Redeemer, for we've prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much. Please do have your seats. I, I hope you know that the reward of good work is what? It is more work. Amen. It is more work. So we celebrate. We're asking for more. We will be needing more. The kingdom of heaven will be needing more as, the, as we go into the into, um, into, as we go on, you know, beyond here. Amen. All right. Are we in Colossians? Colossians 4, verse 12. I will start with the message translation. Like I said, the topic is maximizing your potential. Um, Apostle Paul here was writing to people in Colossae. And after a while, chapter 4, he, he needed to tell us about the activity of one of his fellow, um, one of his partners. He needed to tell us something about this man called Epaphras. I said Colossians 4.12. Colossians 4.12. Thank you. The message translated. Okay, well, if you don't have it, I'll read it from here. Apostle Paul needed to tell us about this guy. And you know that nothing is um, put in the Bible by mistake, right? Everything is there for a reason. It says, Epaphras, who is one of you, says, hello. What a trooper he has been. He's been tireless in his prayers for you. And this is the content of his prayer. 
praying that you will stand firm, mature, confident in everything God wants you to do. Amen. He said this is his prayer, that you will stand firm, that you will stand mature, that you will stand confident in everything that the Lord wants you to do. This was his prayer. He said he's been tirelessly praying, tirelessly praying, seeking the face of the Lord and asking for just one thing. Again and again, he will come before the Lord and say, people of Colossae, Father, help them to stand strong. Help them to stand firm. Help them to stand mature. Maturity talks about what? Um, it talks about, maturity talks about growth. It talks about coming into fullness. It, come, it, it talks about uh, allowing your, your potential not to remain as what? Potential. When you say mango has ripened, what you are saying is it has come to maturity. That mango has come to 100%. Mango is no longer at 20%. It's no longer at 30%. It has fulfilled everything it's meant to do on that tree, hanging to that branch. And now, it's about to enter into destiny. Amen. At this point, I'm remembering our pastor used to teach us about prophecy. How do you prophesy to watermelon? Watermelon, watermelon. You are about to fulfill destiny. And that destiny is that they will cut into pieces, and then they will hit you. And you will become one with man. You know, the watermelon will feel better that way. Than saying they are going to cut you into pieces and watermelon is feeling my, the end of my life has come. So the same thing for that mango. When it has become ripe, you take it off the branch and it has, it's entering into destiny. It's becoming one with us. It's, it's, it's fulfilling the purpose for which it was created. Is anybody tracking with me? He said that you will come into maturity. That you will become confident in everything, not in some things. Not in few things, but in everything. And we are looking at maximizing your potential this morning. Amplified Classic says, He is always striving for you, earnestly in prayers. Pleading that you, as persons of ripe character, you know, you hear the word ripe again, talking about maturity, coming into fullness, not doing um, 60% or 20, but 100. He said, so that you, as persons of ripe character and clear conviction, stand firm, stand mature in spiritual growth. If you stand strong and you will stand firm in spiritual growth, you know it's going to cascade into every other area of your life. Amen. The spirit world actually rules the physical. So if you stand firm and mature in spiritual growth, it's going to cascade into every other area of your life. It's going to cascade into how you are a father, how you are a worker, you know, in your office. It's going to cascade into how you are a business person. It's going to cascade into everything. Amen. He said that you as persons of right character and clear conviction, stand firm and mature in spiritual growth convinced and fully assured in everything willed of God. Convinced and fully assured in everything. Everything that is the will of God for you. Epaphras was praying. He prayed for people in Colossae and we know that it is for us. Amen. He prayed for them that you will stand complete. That you will not be cheated out of anything that is supposed to be your own. Amen. NL, no, TPT says, Talking about Epaphras, he said, Who always labors and intercedes for you? His prayers are filled with requests to God that you would grow and mature. Say that I would grow and mature. Standing complete and perfect in the beauty of God's plan for my life. That was his prayer. That was his request. 
that Volupe will stand firm and mature. That she will be complete in understanding what the will of God is for her, every area of her life. Not that she will be doing well with her business and her home, line, home life is in shambles. Her family life is in shambles. Amen. He said, no. I want them to be good all round. I want them, you know, I read the story, not the story, I read um, a, a, a school's um, post. That was early hours of this morning. How they were celebrating the people that just finished this waek. You know, this person has eight A1s. Nine A1s and the second position got seven A1s and two, two, two A2s. Epaphras was saying, I want these people to have A1s. I don't want them to leave anything out. I want their life to be a beautiful kind of life. That is what God's plan is for you and I. Amen. The NLT says, He always prays earnestly for you, asking God to make you strong and perfect, fully confident that you'll be a confident person. When you see a confident person, you know, right? And when you are not confident also, you know. Epaphras is saying, I want them to be confident every time. Every time they face situations of life, every time they face men and women on the face of the earth, I want them to be confident. Amen. I want them to exude confidence. Confident that you are following the whole will of God, not some. The full, the complete will of God for your life. He wants you to be confident. Let's do two more, and then we'll begin to go into the message. The NIV says he's, he was always wrestling in progress. Now, is it not interesting to know what this man was about? Why he was wrestling? Why he was praying fervently? Why he was making requests? He said he's, he was always wrestling in prayers for you. NKJV says he was always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Complete in all the will of God. I want you know that everything on earth has potential. Everything. Plants, animals, human beings. All of us came here with what? Potentials. We came with potentials and if it was not possible for people not to fully utilize their potential, Epaphras would not be praying for people in Colossae. He would not be making these prayers and saying, God, let them stand perfect and complete. It's because it is possible not to stand perfect and complete. It is very possible not to fulfill or maximize your potential. That was why he was crying out. That was why he was seeking the face of the Lord. And this um, concept of potential we see first in Genesis 1. You know, at creation, when God made heaven and earth. Verse 11, let's see verse 11. Verse 11, he made plants. And it said something very interesting. Verse 11 says, Then God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was so. Said so God said, Let the earth bring forth grass. That grass, let it be the herb that yields seed. That seed is the potential that that herb has. It says, let the fruit tree yield fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself. When you see seed, then you see potential. When you look at seed, then you understand potential. If I'm holding a seed of, let's say, mango tree right now, and I say, what am I holding? Everyone will say, I'm holding a mango seed, right? You say, I'm holding a, a seed, and you are right. But, you know, I can also say that you are wrong, because as I'm holding that seed, I'm also holding plenty mango trees. Plenty mango trees that will give birth to more mango fruits or seeds. 
and then we'll plant them and we'll have more mango trees. Amen. And so, you know, that, that is the way God has made life. He made plants. He made plants such that plants can yield seed. He made trees so that the trees too can have seed to continue itself, to perpetrate itself, to, con to continue life. Let life keep going and going from generation to generation. He made um, animals. He made animals, we'll see that's 20 to 23, and in it also, he blessed them. After making um, animals, he blessed animals and said, prosper, reproduce after your kind. Prosper, multiply, reproduce after your kind. Fill the whole earth. If you go on to 23, fill the whole earth. You know, just, he didn't have to make many elephants. He didn't have to make many. He just made each and put the ability, he put potential to multiply. Amen. Potential to become more. Put it inside each one. And the same thing he made for man. When he made man, we see in Genesis 1, 26 to 28, after creating us, he spoke to us. He blessed us. He put that potential also to become more. He put it inside us. Amen. He put the potential for more inside us such that we can go on to become more than what you are seeing. And I dare say to us this morning, you know, I remember clearly that at the beginning of the year, part of what I said, I think maybe the first meeting or the second one, is the fact that Quite a number of us are yet to meet. You know, I said something like, I'm waiting to meet the new use. I don't know if some of you will remember, but I remember that I said that. And the truth is, seated here, quite a number of us, we have not met ourselves. You haven't met yourself. Amen. You are yet to be introduced to yourself. And that is what potential is about. Potential is not about what you have achieved. Potential is about what is inside you that you can achieve. God has given potential to all of us to become more, much more than whatever it is that you have become. Let nobody lie to you. And do yourself a favor. Do not lie to yourself. Don't tell yourself, this is me. When people say, do this, you say, no, I don't like that. You have not even met yourself. You have not even arrived. The you that we are waiting for hasn't come. The you that heaven has sent hasn't arrived. It is, that, that you is still locked up inside you. And we need you to release that you. I hope I'm not, I can't even confuse you. You understand what I'm saying? That you is inside you. We still we want to see it. They came to the disciples of Jesus and said, we would see Jesus. The world is also saying the same thing to you this morning. We would see Jesus. We want to see Jesus in you. And that Jesus will be revealed, manifested to our world as we allow the you that is locked up on the inside of us, as we cooperate with you, allow that you come out. You haven't met yourself yet. You can stand and say, this is the, thing that this is, this is the kind of thing I like to do. This is the kind of thing I don't like to do. You don't know yourself yet. We are, let's wait five more years. You'll be, you, quite a number of people, even from the beginning of this year up until now, you know you have changed, right? You know you, have not, you are not the same person that started the month, uh, the year, and I hope that is, that is true for quite a number of us. I hope it is not few, true for just a few people. And even if it is true for just a few people, you have this month, you have this week, you have the years beyond now. To work with God and ensure that that person that is on the inside of you is released. I read the story of a man that said, maybe some Europeans came to his village. I think the man was um, um, is an Af American, no, African. He wrote the story. He said he was passing by a place and they were felling, um, you know, cutting down trees. 
And he saw this particular stalk and um, trunk of tree, and he spoke to the white man that was supervising the cutting. That what will you do with this um, trunk? He said nothing. It's it's it's, it's junk. It's not it's not useful. And he said, can I have it? He said yes. And so he carried it and went went home with it. He said when he got home, he just got to walk straight because as he carried that trunk, you know, trunk of tree now, the base that part that is remaining when they cut it. It's, as he got home. I'm sure he is um, the, the kind of um, person that work on wood. I don't know what they are called. So he's, what did you say? Sculptors. Okay. So he sat down to, you know, start working. He, he was, with excitement, he got home with that trunk of tree because he knew what he could make out of it. He already had something in his mind. In his mind, he had a bird. He was seeing a bird, a wooden bird that would be sculpted, that, that was locked up in that, in that trunk. And he set to work and chiseled out something, made something, and eventually he got this bird out of that trunk and placed it somewhere in his house. He said days after, this same man came visiting him, this white man came, and then when he saw the thing, he really liked the piece, you know, it's a good piece of decoration. Saw it and said, how much can I have this? He said he sold it, you know, he didn't say the amount, but he said he made good money. He said, see, junk is in the eyes of the beholder. Some people look, some people see. May you see in the name of Jesus. May you see with the eyes of God who you are supposed to be. May you see that you are on a journey to discovering yourself. You are a, on a journey to releasing that person that God has sent to the earth. You are on a journey to releasing that person onto the, onto the earth. May you see that you have not arrived. You have not arrived. There is so much that you can do. There is so much that you can be that God wants you to be, that heaven wants you to be. Heaven is ready to, you know, to, to walk with you. You must be ready also to walk with God. Amen. I want us to look at some definitions of, um, of potential. Our name is metamorphosis. Metamorphosis is a process that butterfly goes through, right? And so you cannot be in this community also and say, this is me. This cannot be you. You have to keep evolving. You have to keep changing. Amen. There are several people here seated that you have not thought of probably writing books. That God will still drop the idea in your heart. If it is part of what God has ordained for you to do. Amen. So if they say, are you a, are you a writer? Are you a, an author? You say, no. That is what you know right now. As we partner with God, a whole lot can happen in different lives. People that are here can be completely transformed. That what we are doing right now, we go on to do much more. That when they open the curtain and we'll see what we can be in like five years, in three years, what is possible? You will be shocked. That God, are you sure I can become that? One, let me not go ahead of myself. I'm there to talk about the story of, Mo of Moses, but let me not go ahead of myself. Let's, just, let, let's look at, um, let, okay, let me quickly talk about this process of um, butterfly. It goes from what? It goes from egg to lava, then to pupa, right? Yes. And then the adult butterfly. What maximizing potential is about is that the butterfly will not stop at being at the lava stage that it will not stop at the pupa stage, that it will go on to become what the adult butterfly. That is the plan of God. It is only when it becomes adult butterfly that it can fly. That is when it can use its wings. That is when the beauty of it can be seen. That is when even it can fulfill destiny. Because what it's supposed to do, all those, um, is it cross-pollination, carrying of pollen from one place to another flower, and then germination takes place, Butterfly is included in that process. That is part of his destiny. Amen. 
It is only when it becomes an adult butterfly that that can happen. If it is stuck as lava, if it is stuck as pupa, it does not get to enjoy life fully as God has intended it for, for it. Amen. So let's look at some of the definitions that are put here for, for potential. What is potential? And then we can take a look at how to maximize. Uh, I already know I won't be able to finish this, but wherever we stop, that is where we have stopped. Whatever, wherever we get, that's what God will want you to get as far as this is concerned. Number one is potential can be defined as strength that is untapped. Strength that is untapped, it is un, unexplored. Amen. It is strength that is untapped, that is unexplored. They've not explored it. That strength is inside you. You need to know. There is a lot of strength inside you beyond what you, you, you already know. Strength is locked up inside you. It is untapped. It is un unexplored. You have not explored it. You know when we talk about exploring oil. Oil is there on the ground. That ground. And then when they explore it, they bring it out. See, this strength is available to you. It is untapped. You have not touched it. You have not decided to make use of it, but it is there. And what God expects is that you will tap into it. Amen. As you understand, as you walk with God, as God opens your eyes, God is light. As you walk with God, you get to understand the strength that you carry on your inside. And you can cooperate with God and allow this strength come out. Amen. Scientists say we, majority of us or the best of us actually use 10% of our abilities. I say the best. So you can imagine how what everybody, average person is using. Maybe an average person is using 3% or 4%. That is the truth. It sounds somehow, are you sure? You know, it looks like it's insulsive. That as I am like this, I, tag, I, I, I parade myself as being brilliant. You are saying it is 4% I'm using. But it's very possible. That is just 4% of your ability. What you can do is much more. They said the best people, the best of us, the best among us use 10%. 90% of our talents, our abilities, they go untapped. They go unexplored. They go unused. They become dormant and wasted. Maximizing potential will make you work, you know, work upon yourself such that you can unleash more. So that you can become more. The father of Reuben said to him, that was Jacob in Genesis 49, verse 3. He said to him, he reeled out a lot of strength that he had, beautiful things about Reuben, but verse 4 of it, and that is not my focus, it's just this uh, verse 3 that is my focus. He said, Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might and the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity and excellency of power. Don't you like this kind of thing? Don't you want this to be said about you? But verse 4 of it, because of his is, is deficiency in character, Serge, because you are unstable, because you can't walk with God and be perfect, because you will move one step up today in moving towards God and move ten, ten steps backwards tomorrow, because you are not conv convinced in your mind what you want to do with God. Are you walking with God? Are you not walking with God? You know, because you are unstable, you will not excel. You have a potential here. But you will not come into it. It will remain untapped. You will go to the grave with this thing untouched. And they've told us that the, 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 the richest place on the face of the earth is the grave, graveside. 
where plenty people go with plenty things that they were supposed to do and did not do. This morning, the Lord is challenging you to look beyond the you that is seated before me, to look beyond the things that you have accomplished. The year might have been a beautiful year for you. God might have done this and done that, but I want you to tell your neighbor there is more. There is more. There is more on the inside of you that the Lord wants you to cooperate with him and bring out. So Reuben here, we see he has strength. That strength as at this time was untapped. And you also have strength that is untapped. It is unexplored. It is not touched yet. Amen. It is potential energy locked up inside you. God wants you to release it out. Number two definition of potential. Talents that are hidden. There are talents inside you that are hidden. You might not know it, but I want you to accept what I'm telling you this morning. There are talents. There are things you can do. There are things that God has put inside you. Don't allow anybody to tell you this is who you are. Those people don't even know you. Amen. They don't know you. And you also might not know yourself yet. And it's okay. We get to, you know, we get to be revealed to ourselves again and again as we meet with the Lord. He shines more light upon us. And then I see myself. I'm like, wow. So I can be like this. I can be like that. Yes. So even if you don't know, but I'm telling you, you have talents that are hidden. You have talents that you are not even aware of. But as you begin to cooperate with God, he will begin to show you the things. Don't say that you have come to, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm close to very, to 40. I'm close to age 40 right now. So, you know, the, what, is it, what is it again I want to do in life that I, I, I don't know right now that is inside me? You know, I have ability for this. I have, you don't know everything that you have. You might be close to 40, but you don't know everything. There are still some things that you will yet do. That by the grace of God, we will see it and you will see it too and all of us will rejoice in Jesus' name. So do not shut your mind that this is who I am. There is a lot. You have talents hidden inside you that are yet to be discovered. These talents are hidden for you, not from you. There is a whole world of difference. They are hidden for you, meaning you are to discover them. They are not hidden from you. Amen. You are to discover them. These are some of the things we take to God in the place of prayer. God, what are the talents? What are the things locked up inside me that I'm not aware of? December has come. Can I begin to know them? Can you begin to show them to me? Even before January comes. Amen. I hope some of us are not drawing curtain on this year. You know, God does not really, it's for us that they divided years into, you know, months and everything. Everything is straight. So let's just continue. Don't be waiting for 2020. That um, let's start the new year, and that's part of the reason why I'm wearing, wearing my new clothes. Amen. There is, no December, there is no January and December in God. So don't wait till January. Amen. There are businesses to be floated. There are companies to be started. There are works with God to be embarked upon. There are visions that God wants to to you and I, that we need to listen. Our ears need to be open to him. And we don't need to wait till January. Amen. Number three, potential can be um, described or defined as what you can accomplish that you have not accomplished. You know, some of these things will look like it's the same thing. What you can accomplish that you have not accomplished. What you can become, that, what you can be that you have not become. I want you to write it because I'm having to compress some things now. What you can accomplish that you have not accomplished. What you can be that you have not become. How far you can go, but you have not gotten there yet. How far, those potentials, the definitions of potentials, 
how far you can go, but you have not gotten there yet. And all these things are different. That is why I'm not putting them together. Okay, well, I'm going to put the, the definition together or explanation together, but I'm, I'm allowing you to write them down. So I said, what you can accomplish that you have not accomplished yet, how far you can go, but you have not, you have not, um, you are yet to get there, or whichever way you wrote it, all you can be that you have not become yet, all you can have, but you have not had yet, you have not had it yet. Potentials are things you can have. Whatever you have already now is not a potential. Whatever it is that you have, you have discovered that and you are using, it, that one has moved from being potential, right? You have unleashed it. You have discovered it and that is beautiful. But I'm saying there are more things. More things that you can have that you don't have yet. And it, these things are hidden for you, not from you. It is, you have, to, you have to go in search of them. You have to have a quest to discover them. That these things that you want to give me, I don't have it yet, but God wants you to have it. Amen. You have not arrived in that place yet, but God wants you to arrive. God wants you to take that journey with him. Some of us, it might be to go back to school. For some people, it might be to, to, to start a business. For another thing, it might be, you know, your work with God. Whatever. Whatever. Being a good father, a better father, a better mother, being a better workforce member in church, contributing your quota to what is going on here. There is so much. There is so much that you can be, and that is what potential is all about. It's also carved capability. That is ability that you have, but it is covered. It is, a cap is put on it right now. But that cap is not put on it to debar you from using it or reaching it. It is put there for your good. Imagine Sam from 10 saying, I want to drive. He has that capability, but it is capped right now for his own good. As he matures, then he removes the cap. And then he can unleash that ability. Do you understand what I'm saying? You also have some abilities. And what God expects is that you will grow, that you will mature so that you can use it. Like they say, when, you know, um, Yoruba people will say, when a child is ready or grown enough, mature to have a cutlass, you give him a cutlass. But that is when he's mature enough. For when he's still small, there is a, he has it, you know, the use of, um, the ability to use cutlass for him is carved capacity. Amen. It is carved. It is covered. It is kept away from him until he grows strength. When the children of Israel entered into the promised land, the Bible records for us that God did not chase out the enemies, every, all of the enemies away for them. Have you read that portion before? You should go back and read it. He didn't chase the enemies out of the, out of the promised land for them. He left some people there and he said he left them so that the children of Israel can mature. Because if I chase all of them out and you have a big place and you are very small, where you can contain is just this place. Now other people will encroach and you still have problems. So he left those people and said, as you increase in strength, then you will chase them out. And that was what happened. So there are things inside you also that is waiting for an increase in strength, waiting for an increase in knowledge, waiting for an, a better work with God so that you can be exposed, you can be given, um, you can be given sight into the things that are yours, and then you can begin to lay hold of it. Amen. So those are what we call capabilities. No, sorry, potentials. Those are potentials. The story of um, the mother of Moses. 
is one that is very, you know, it comes to mind here. If you think of Moses, you think of him as someone that had a lot of strength, ability, power to stand before the biggest world power in his time. Pharaoh was the world, was the world power. God said to him in Exodus 7 verse 1, he said, I will make you a god to Pharaoh. Moses became that powerful. He said, I will make you a god. Pharaoh himself, you could say, was god over the whole of the earth because he was the highest then. But God said, see, what I, when I'm done with you, what I want to use you to accomplish is that Pharaoh will see you as God. He will bow to you. And that was what happened. When it was time for them to leave, literally it was as if the Egyptians were on their knees saying, just go, just go, just go, so that we will not kill all of us. But Moses did not, did not start like that. When God came to Moses in Genesis 4, he gave the Lord a lot of objections. And so some of us who might be seated here today, what the enemy is making you see are the things that are probably not working well for you. The abilities that you think you don't have. I am challenged in this area. I am challenged in that area. Our God is able to do with many or with few. He's able to bring about the victory, the deliverance, whatever he wants to accomplish. For Moses, the Lord came to, me, to him in Genesis, um, no, Exodus 4. And he told him, I want you to go to Pharaoh to release these people. And Mo Moses kept coming up with a lot of excuses. Excuses. What if they don't believe me? What if they don't? What if they don't? And God said, no problem. So that you know that they will believe you. He said, what do you have in He said, stop. Drop it. He dropped it. He became snake. God said, pick it up. Number one sign that I'm with you. You can give them that when you see them. When they start doubting you, that, how are you sure that God sent you? Perform that before them. He said, if that will not do, put your hand inside your breast pocket. He put it in, bring it out. He brought it out. It was leprous. And God said, put it back. He put it back. And then fresh skin came out. He said, that's number two. And if that will still not suffice, when you get to the Nile River, take some water. As you pour it out like this and it's hitting the ground, it will become what? Blood. You know, out of all these things, after God said everything, because, you know, I just want you to know that you are in good company. If you are here this morning and you are saying, I have challenges, I have things I cannot do, I have limitations, my dad did not send me to school, my mom did not do this, whatever limitations, you are not alone. Amen. You are in good company. After God said all of that to Moses, Moses chapter, what was that? Verse, what was that? Exodus. He still said, God, send another person. After everything, let me quickly see. Uh, I think verse 11. No, not even 11. Then Moses said, verse 10. Let me see if I have it in message here. Verse 10, he said, Moses raised another objection to God. Master, please, I don't talk well. I have never been good with words, neither before you, before, before nor after you spoke to me. I stutter and I stammer. He said, and some of us are here also. God has spoken to you like me. The first time I ever knew, way back, the first time I ever knew, you know, there is power given to believers to pray for the sick and they be delivered. I said to the Lord, Lord, I need you to perform a healing on me first before I can go out to lay hands on anybody. It was the same thing that Moses was saying here. I stutter and I stammer. I need you to, first of all, fix this stammering and stuttering before you can send me. Because they will say, Ela, heal yourself, right? They will say, heal yourself. You can't even talk right. You can't even say, free, 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 free. You know, it will be stammering. 
He said, since you started talking to me, before that time, and even after you started talking, nothing has changed. If you are saying you are sending me, I should even see a difference, right? Maybe healing would have come. But since he said, you know, when I saw that part, he said before and after, he said before, no, after you spoke to me, Moses was saying something. That if you are truly with me, why don't you fix this one first? And you know that God, it doesn't always work like that. He said, go. Eventually, he argued with God and God got, got angry. Now, after this verse, God said to him in verse 11, or was it 12 or 13? He said, I will be with you. That phrase, I love it. Emmanuel. He said, I will be with you. That's one of the names of God I really, I really appreciate. I love it. Every time I hear it, something drops up on the inside of me. He said, I will be with you. I will be with you. After a while, God said, am I not the one that made mouth? I will be with your mouth. Just go. He said, no. Verse 14, was it? Let's see verse 14. The Bible said God was angry with him. Don't you have a brother, Aaron, the Levite? He's good with words. I know he is. He speaks very well. He will be your mouthpiece. I believe Aaron was not, not, he wasn't in the plan initially. And God, this cost him something. So I'm, I'm appealing to us this morning. You might have challenges. You might have difficulties. People don't love me. My dad, my mom. Okay to acknowledge all of those things. But let's believe the word of God. Let's not doubt God. We've been taught about trusting God, right? Say, God, I, I don't see it. I don't know how you're working. Before you talk to me, after you talk to me, it's still the same situation. Things have not changed, but I believe you at your word. That is what the Lord is saying. That is what it means to be a believer in Jesus Christ. I have not seen it. I have not seen what you want to do. God got angry and said, I'll give you Aaron. But Aaron caused him. Aaron at first with Mir- Mir- Miriam challenged his authority, right? After that, he brought um, golden calf to the people, made the people to sin against God. Why did the people follow him when Moses was up the hill, up the mountain? Why did he? Because he, he was already a person of authority. Moses was speaking through him. So he had gotten a level of authority for people to listen to him. If Moses had heard God, I will be with your mouth. You know, your, this your stuttering and stammering is part of the miracle. That when I'm done, they will say, wow, God did not even use somebody like Aaron that knows how to speak well. He used a stammerer to get the people, to get the people out. He said it's part of the plan. But Moses said no. Problem, his challenges, his, um, his limitations were towering high. He saw them bigger than whatever God was um, you know, promising him. People of God, I need you to trust God. I need you to go back to those messages. The messages, we had it in two parts, right? Listen to it. Trust God. Build faith on the inside of you. Trust God. Whatever God is saying, you know, you have not seen anything in your life yet. Some of us now, the way we can believe, if they give you, if I say you have 50 million available to you, you know, some of you will be, you'll be it will be easier for you to understand that truly I've not seen myself for 50 million or 50 billion rather. You will change. You will tell yourself, I can become um, the CEO of like five companies at the same time. Amen. I can be um, um, somebody that is running an orphanage. Amen. I can be somebody that is paying the school fees of like 100 children if I'm putting the money to use, as in you are turning it over. Amen. You know, you can see yourself in several roles already. Once money comes in, you know, they said about a particular tribe that if it doesn't understand anything, once you put money, they begin to understand. For security reasons, I will not, I will not mention. <laughs> Like even if you are saying one plus one, they don't understand. By the time you put Naira, uh-uh, 
quickly, they will understand what you are saying. Now, if I'm saying it, that if you have 50 billion, 100 billion, maybe dollars available to you, you know you can see yourself in a lot of roles already. You can see that, yes, I can be the, 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 the CEO of a fashion line, right? I can be, you know, an entrepreneur that is doing this, that is doing that. I can be a financier of the kingdom, you know, kingdom, um, kingdom work. You can see yourself having several caps on right now because I'm putting money on the table. But we have something that is more sure than money. We have God. We have his word. He's saying you have not seen yourself yet. There is a lot that is on the inside of you. Quickly, how do we maximize our potential? How do you maximize? Number one, know that you have, that's, the, that's always the beginning, awareness that you have potential. That's, first, that's the first thing. Be aware that I've not arrived. The Uzo that they are seeing right now, they, seen, they ain't seen nothing yet. This is not me. The Uzo that God sent here has not arrived. She's, just, she's coming. Amen. She's coming. She's on the way. Number one, awareness that you have potential and decide they are going to partner with God to achieve the fullest of your potential. Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9.22, please write it down. He said, I became all things to all men. To the weak, I became weak. So that I can win some. You can become. Philippians 4.13, please write it down. He said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There are plenty of things that you can do and that you will do in the name of Jesus as we give ourselves to God. Amen. The number two is have a healthy estimation of yourself. Good self-esteem. Good self-esteem. And that one, you can break it down into two. The number, you can break it down into two. Having a good estimation of yourself or having a good self-esteem, you can achieve that like in two ways. Number one is to know and accept who you are in Christ Jesus. Know and accept who you are. That will take you fellowshipping with God, staying with the word of God. All these things that we say about praying, reading the Bible, it is not for fun. Because the enemy will come and tell you who you are not. So number one part of that is know and accept who you are. Know yourself, accept who you are. Number two, refuse to accept the lies of the devil about you. Refuse. But the number one and number two, the one way to achieve that is to, to, to stay with the word of God. They've said, they've interviewed several people that worked in uh, maybe in um, um, banks. And they've said, how is it that you know the, the right currency? Or the, you know, the, how, do, how is it that you know currency or currency notes that is not fake? They said, by staying with the original. When the fake comes, they know. When you fellowship with the original, when they hand you a fake 100 naira bill or 500 naira bill or 1,000 naira bill, just by touching it, you know. Just the few, you know. Some of us have eaten some food that when, even if you are asleep, they drop it on your tongue. You can say, this is this food. And you'll be correct. Why? Because we are fellowshiped with it. We need to fellowship with the word of God. We need to fellowship with who God has said. We are fellowship with God himself. As you know God, then you know yourself. The word of the Lord says, in his light we see light. If you want to understand, you can't understand yourself without understanding, without coming closer to God. You can't. The ability to know yourself is deeply rooted in God. Fellowship with God and you will understand yourself. Amen. So know and accept who you are. Refuse completely the lies of the devil about you. Number three, don't squander the resources available to you. And these resources are quite a number. 
the result of time. Ecclesiastes say there is a time for everything. There is a time for everything. Know what you are supposed to use time for. The time to study, the time to walk, the time to sleep, the time to rest. You know, know, the, know time. Know what to use time for. Don't squander time. Don't squander resources. If you are lazy with the use of time or you squander it, you will have yourself to blame. We will not be able to maximize our potential. Amen. Relationships. Value relationships. Value relationships that God puts in your life. People that God has surrounded you with. Some of them look up to you. Some of them you look up to. Know the place of each one and value these relationships. Don't squander relationships. God brings a lot of things into our lives through human beings. God brings people to us. The word of God says some people have entertained angels unawares. They thought they were entertaining ordinary people. But they entertained angels. Value relationships and do people well. Things about, you know, unforgiveness, bitterness. See, it will not serve your purpose. It will not, by this time, nobody needs to be telling you, let's go, let's go. For your own good, let's go. I don't give people forgiveness. I'm selfish about it. I don't give them forgiveness because of them. I give them forgiveness because of myself. Bible says, if I have iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not, he won't hear me. His eyes are of a purer light. They cannot behold iniquity. I want him to help him, help me. I want him to speak into my life. I want God to give me direction. I want God to smile upon me. I want him, when I'm in his presence, I'm worshiping, I'm praying. He's dropping ideas. I don't know if it happens to you. It's such a beautiful thing to walk with God. Really. He drops things in your heart. You are just fellowshipping with him. You are praying. You are seeking his faith. Or you are reading the Bible. Things that, you know, you just talk to yourself. I say to myself at times, I'm not as smart as I appear. Even the things that I do that I surprise myself. I tell myself, you know, you are not smart like that. So I was head girl primary school and secondary school, but it's not like that. <laughs> I know I have, I am brilliant. But that is, you know, God brings some things into my life that I know. I'm not the one connecting this one with this one. It's just God. And I cannot, I can't afford that not to be in my life. I can't afford for me not to have the flow of eternal life into me per season because Bolu offended me and I'm unwilling to let go. Can Bolu give me what I want God to give me? No. So I release. And because the word of God also says it, be Christ-like. Let's go. It won't add anything to you. Rather, it will take away from you. You will be siding with the enemy to dig your own pit. All those unforgiveness, bitterness, you have somebody in mind, somebody is doing, all of those things will not pay us. Let's focus. Was it Mr. Kemi that was saying it or Mr. Debbie? Somebody said it this morning that it is Mr. Kemi. That is what you want that you face. It's where you are going. You will say you are going to Lagos. Face that Lagos. Eh? The accident. Can you just keep your focus on where you want to go? You want God. Can you keep your focus on God? Can you abide by the things that God has said and leave all those people hurting you? They have done something to me. Let's leave it aside. It won't help you. Let's go. Be like God. And God can, he can, he can work better in your life. So number three, um, don't squander resources of time, resources of relationships. Please write Genesis 49, 8 to 12. And write verses Deuteronomy 37, 33, 7. Time will not allow us to go into that. I would really love to open that, open that up. Genesis 49, 8 to 12. And please look it up when you get, look at it when you get home. Verse 3, Deuteronomy 33, verse 7. Then write Ephesians 5, 21 to 33. Ephesians 5, 21 says, no, if you say you love God or you love Jesus, just 
something like be at peace with everybody. Treat people well. Treat people. Can we have that Ephesians 5.21, please? If you have the message translation. Treat people well. Be careful the way you handle relationships. But this Genesis, um, Genesis 49, 8-12, I won't read it there. Deuteronomy 33, verse 7. Genesis, you will see jo um, Jacob talking, you know, prophesying over his son. And that was Judah. He was talking about Judah, what Judah will come into, what Judah will become and all of that. But by the time Moses, years later, was releasing words over these same 12 tribes, their father, jo Jacob, released words over the 12 tribes before he died. Years later, Moses also released words over them. But then look at the word that was released over Judah and look at the, by Moses, no, by Jacob. And look at the word that was released over the same Jacob, over the same Judah by Moses. You'll see a difference. What I see for Moses, Moses said, bring him to his people. Relationships, you know, everything that his father, the way I'm looking at it, everything that his father has told him he was supposed to become, those things will come as you handle relationships well. His father pronounced all the beautiful things that Judah will be. Judah will be this, Judah will be that. But those things will not materialize. It won't come into the full um, you know, um, potential. It won't maximize his potential. If he does not learn how to relate with people, Moses prayed for him, bring him to his people. And when you are brought to your people, may you know that these are your people in Jesus' name. Yoruba pray some prayers that may you, not, may you not treat your husband as boyfriend. I know some people can, uh, uh, under, you understand with me. Eh? May you not um, relate with uh, the person that's supposed to be your husband, be relating with him as boyfriend, and then you lose him. And then you start crying up and down, God, my husband, my husband. He came, but you have used your bad character to chase him. Now they have to start working on him. Maybe that will take us another five years, God forbid. So may we know the people that are sent to us. May we know the people we are sent to. God puts the solitary in families. Settle down. Settle down among the people that God has put you. Settle down, you know, become naturalized with them. Naturalized. Who was it that said that prophet said, you know, build houses in this place, plant vineyards. They're going to be here for a long time. Some people, you know, as far back as when we were in a party plaza, I remember there was a particular January person and praying that we did. And I said, this is how we'll be doing it, so like this. And before we know it, Sister Bolukwe's son is doing wedding. We'll be doing Ashwaebi. This is how we'll be doing it, oh. And they will say, Sister, who's also husband? They were together with her husband. They are doing housewarming. Do you know, or maybe the how many housewarming ceremony. This is how we'll be doing it. We will be here. This is for the long haul. Some of us are behaving as if it's for the short haul. You are not relaxed. You are not allowing people to give to you and you also give to them. You are not mingling. You are still very, they can, if they want to pluck you out, right? They can pluck you out without anything going wrong in your life. Some of us, if they block us out of here and take us to somewhere else, we are going to feel it. We are going to bleed for a while before we settle anywhere else that they take us to. But some people, as they are here right now, if they take them out, they won't feel anything. That is it's a shame. It's not good. It is not good. These are your people. Settle down. This is for the long haul. Settle down. Allow them to flow into you. You flow into them. Let life happen to you. Amen. Learn how to handle relationships, please, so that we can maximize our potentials. Your health, learn how to handle it. Touch John, verse 2, it says, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. The prosperity of your soul, of your body, they matter. Handle your health well. Handle your mind well. The Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. Mind what comes into your soul. Mind what happens also to your body. 
Amen. Eat well, rest well. You know, God is drumming it into my ears that this, very, this body is what you have for a long time to do whatever I want you to do here. If you don't take care of it, like somebody said, they sent somebody on an assignment and they gave you a horse that will help you to get to that place. But he killed the horse. Will he be able to, 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 to deliver the message again? He was a minister that I was said of, you know, hundreds of years ago. He killed, the horse he killed was his body. He didn't take care of his body. And so his body broke down. Health became an issue. He died. He couldn't, the message was still burning, but he couldn't deliver the message anymore. anymore. Your body is the horse that you have been given. Your mind also, take care of it so that you can deliver. Because several things that will continue to be the problems of the earth, we continue because several people are not maximizing their potentials. Where somebody is supposed to bring in creativity or one innovation or something and they have not maximized it, the whole of us will suffer. I hope you know. You might not know that you are suffering, but we are suffering. That somebody is not coming into the fullness of his or her potentials. Amen. Manage your energy well. Manage your money. Know how to make money, how to manage money, how to multiply money. You need to know it. Amen. So manage energy, manage money. Accountable, help you. Do not be a loose cannon. Nobody can speak into your life. You don't have anybody that can cheer you on, encourage you when you are down. You should have, a, 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 you should have your own company. The Bible says in Acts 4.31, yes, after they were beaten, the apostles, they went to their own company. Do you have a company that you go to? Do you have people that you can unburden your hearts for? Are there people that you are vulnerable with? Or in life, you are not vulnerable with anybody. It's even a shame. Some people are not vulnerable with their husband or the husband with the wife. What kind of life is that? That husband cannot be vulnerable with wife. I cannot allow my wife to know this. I cannot allow my husband to know this. As in, there is no body on the face of the earth that you can tell the weight is really doing you. It is a shame. If you are married, it's still, a, 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 you know, it's okay. Maybe pardonable, even though it's not really pardonable. You should have people that you can talk to. Amen. If you want, the Lord will give you people. They said somebody that wants friends should himself to be friendly. If you want, the Lord will bless you. He will bless you with people. And I'm sure he already blessed you. You probably are not opening up to them. Amen. Be willing to walk with God. That's the last one, number five. Be willing to walk with God and walk on yourself. Walk with God. Proverbs 22, verse 29 says, See a man diligent in his work. He will stand before kings and not mere men. See a man that is skillful and competent. Be willing to be skillful and competent at what you do. If you need to go for more studies, go. If you need to take courses, take. There are many online courses right now. You can't become, you can't come into maximizing your potential if you are not going to embrace knowledge, if you are not going to embrace learning. If you are settled on your words, amen, you won't be able to do much. You must be willing to allow yourself to be turned from one vessel to another. The Bible says concerning Moab, he has become, he has settled on his lease. And he will not go anywhere. He's become comfortable. He has said, this is who I am. But you must allow yourself to be turned from one vessel to another. Allow the Lord to turn you. That's how wine is made. If you leave it in one place like that, you are not turning it. It won't come out well. The dregs and everything will settle. But they'll turn it into one vessel, into another vessel. Amen. 
and so the Lord will help you as we as as we as we have embarked on this on the journey. You know, these months of December, looking into 2022, the Lord expects you to maximize your potential, maximize it. You know, max it out. Let's become all that we can become. Let's let be open. Let the Lord you know, shine light upon you. Let new visions come. Maybe you've had two or three visions. The Lord wants to give more to us. The Lord wants to shine his light. He wants to speak to our hearts. Let's be available to the Lord and let's believe him. Amen. And so we're going to take communion today with that in our mind that we are, we are not limiting ourselves. We are coming, we are marching into what? Into maximum, you know, maximizing our potential. We are marching into that. We are forging ahead into that. In the name of Jesus, we are praying that the Lord will open the eyes of our understanding. In the name of Jesus, he will open the eyes of our understanding. I want you to pray that the Lord will help you to see yourself the way he sees you. You will see your job the way God sees it. You will not say this little thing. You will not say these two fishes and five loaves of bread. What can come out of it? The Lord says i can do a whole lot with it if you will just trust me release it to me this your staff i can do a lot with it if you will trust me and release it to me the lord wants us to partner with him he wants us to believe him believe him be willing to dream again be willing to trust again be willing to love again you might have gone you know on, on a particular journey or you've tried to do something and you didn't get god says be willing to go Again. Be willing to love again. You have loved someone and you are, it came out so badly and now you have, you have shut yourself up in your, in, your, in, your, um, in your mold. God says be willing to step out again. Trust again. Trust again. Go again. Look beyond your present situation. There is more to you. There is much, so much more in the name of Jesus. Father, we bless emblems in the name of jesus we take these emblems today recognizing that the lord jesus has broken the barriers he has broken the limitation of sin that has been against us and he has opened the door to us oh god to be all that you have called us to be allowing him to be lord over our lives allowing him to lead us allowing him to be our champion leading us and we're listening to his voice Father, we take this communion this morning, oh God, saying, Lord, help us to be all that you have called us to be. Help us, oh God, to go on to maximize the potential that are locked up on the inside of us. Help us to free the birds that are locked up on the inside of us, oh God. Help us to begin to ask all the things that you want us to have in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray over your people that limitations are taken off them in the name of Jesus, off their minds, oh God, off them in the name of Jesus, and they are released. They are released, oh God, to go on and maximize the potential that you have put on the inside of them. Even as the world is waiting for them, our manifestation, we arise from here, oh God, with grace to, our, to manifest your strength and your power, your ideas that are locked up on the inside of us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, oh God, Lord. I pray even as we take this communion, healing to our bodies for those that are sick and health for the rest of us in the name of Jesus. We declare that because the blood of Jesus was spilled, because his body was broken, ours will not be spilled. Our bodies will not be broken, not by sickness, not by anything in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We drink to life. We eat, oh God, to life in the name of Jesus. Amen. The bread is blessed and the wine is blessed in Jesus' name. Thank you.
Father, we declare that eyes are open, eyes are open, eyes are open, hearts are open. In Jesus' name, every lie of the enemy is falling off in the name of Jesus. They are revealed for what they are. In the name of Jesus, we declare we are under no deception, not anymore. In the name of Jesus, your light is shining upon our paths. In Jesus' name, we declare, O oh God, that we are more than conquerors. We declare, O oh God, that we are blessed. O oh God, we are not a burden in the name of Jesus. We are a blessing to this world. We are a blessing to our families. We are a blessing to this community. A blessing to Nigeria in the name of Jesus. We declare that it is well with us. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for life. Thank you, Lord, for creativity. Thank you in the name of Jesus for your life on the inside of us, oh God. Thank you because we begin to see ourselves the way you see us. We see our situations the way you see us in the name of Jesus. We refuse the lies of the enemy about us. We arise, oh God. We arise as conquerors. We arise as victors. We arise in the name of Jesus. Mani Mosonkotolia, we are no longer bowed down, no longer limited, no longer restrained by the forces of darkness. In the name of Jesus, we go on to become all that we are called to be. We go on to have all we have been called to have in the name of Jesus. Let's take a breath. Let's go ahead and take a call. Father, we thank you for the opportunity, O oh God, to be yours. Thank you because you have bound us together as one family. Lord, I pray particularly for every one of us in here that you will help us, O oh God, to indeed settle down and enjoy the life that you have commanded in this place. Help us to be in unity with ourselves. First and foremost, each man be in unity with his soul, with his spirit and his body, and individually help us to be in unity with ourselves in the name of Jesus. Your word says in that place of unity, you have commanded blessings, even life forevermore. Lord, we declare that this month of December, we experience and enjoy that blessing as we release ourselves, O oh God, to be in unity with you, in unity with our brothers and our sisters in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We honor you this day. For we have prayed in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. We believe you were blessed as you listened. Join us for a Sunday service at Metamorphosis Christian Center, Stanford Dialysis Building, beside Africa International College, opposite Sun City, Kaura District, Abuja. You can link with us on Facebook and YouTube at Metamorphosis NG. Metamorphosis Christian Center, reaching, raising, releasing.